This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, good evening. It's your Brentford fans here on Love Sport Radio with the Beast Sotted. Uh, we've got the international break squad in tonight. It's just Billy the B, Grant, and Dave Laney Lane. No sign of hearts and GPs not in. Da- there, was a, there was a lot of um, last minute pullouts from yeah, injuries. Standard, standard. As you know, with the internationals, you've got to let your players go back home to uh, to, yeah. to recuperate with their families and stuff, you know? And, Kate uh, B's not even in. No, I'm telling you, you know? family, it's a family thing, isn't it? <laughs> and say qu- quality. Jerry the quality, Cabby. Mate, quality. You know, you. You usually see Jerry the cabbie lurking around. He was there. He had a, he had a, he had a pick up. He had, he had a job. Fair play. Fair play. Yeah. The, the, the meat is always running with Jerry, isn't it? Right. <laughs> doesn't like coming south of the river. No, he doesn't. He absolutely hates it. Can I just say, by the way, um, that song, the intro to this this mm. this show. Yes, I picked it up. I had listened to it on YouTube. It's actually a very, 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 very highly addictive good song. It's a brilliant song. Like it. And it's Do quite you... a shame that the band have like sort of. You know, moved on and done their own thing. Yeah, though, hasn't according it? to you, they were quite, a, a, quite, ma- quite a shame. Big, big thing in stains for a, for a short period of time, and yeah, they were. Right. I hope yeah. you downloaded it for ninety nine pence on iTunes. Did you? Uh, what? Well, no, I listened to it on on, on Apple Music, which is which is great. Well, so I hope you downloaded it. For well, I pay my subscription. So, oh, okay. You know, oh, yeah, that's good. I don't. I get it for free on my yeah. network. So, you know. yeah. basically, it's a cracking tune. Isn't it, it is actually a really good. Tune. They very much got a touch of the Arctic Monkeys about them. Yeah, they, you know, he's very good. Got, got great voice. He has you got know, it's a cover version by the way is it it is a cover uh, version mid 80s it was a it was a song that they put out through the club shop it was a bit of vinyl did it work white label it was as well do you still it have it it was a classic I've, do you have it I've probably so, got it somewhere actually someone's got one and the rumour is and this is the big rumour at the time that Stan Bowles was singing on it oh. singing, the, singing the, the chorus Hook it, hook it up, and we'll get the we'll get the decks out well, the one night. Yeah, we we'll do one. Pro- producer, two. producer, <laughs> Paddy, will we'll get his decks out, and he, he he'll get something something going in there. A little bit of a remix going, you know, some shabaranks or something. Uh, anyway, we're talking all things Brentford. Uh, looking back at England, Bill, you know, you're a serial sort of follower of England. You go away with them. Everyone's seen you on telly during the World Cup. I mean, generally, we were generally sitting there one night, uh, looked at the telly, and go, "Hey, that's Billy the Bee." Uh, we actually, yeah, we actually did it's do like that. Holly Willoughby of 
of of England away. He is. He is. You know, you are everywhere when it comes to England. Um, how pleased are you with yesterday's result? And obviously, you're now uh, now now booked holiday to Portugal in the summer. <laughs> well, how pleased am I with that result? It was like a skeleton's. Yeah, the skeleton has been extinguished, um, as they say. You know, say expunged or whatever they say because uh, Croatia. The bogey side for England, you know, a bit of a nightmare. Every time we play them, we don't do particularly well. I remember, like I said to you, remember being in Wembley 2008, I think it was, um, still, was it 2007? Steve McLaren. It's the Wally with the Brolly night. They call it the Wally with the Brolly. It was absolutely chucking it with rain. Croatia came to England. There must have been about 75,000 Croatian fans in that stadium going absolutely berserk, I remember. And in the end, it didn't happen for England. They didn't qualify for Euro 2008 off the back of that. Um, which was quite upsetting. And, um, yeah, so there. And, obviously, the World Cup semi-final was there in Moscow. And at half-time, it looked like we were through. Croatia looked like they didn't have anything to them. The second year, they switched it up. And uh, they got the result they had to. But, again, it was one of those things, you know, going back to summer, if we had taken our chances in the summer, we would have been well and truly clear and in that World Cup final. We didn't do, and as it is, um, the writings of the cards. So, on Sunday... When we didn't take our chances and they turned round and and uh, Kramerich, who actually, um, another thing a lot of people might not know, but Kramerich actually, Brentford were looking to sign him. Um, it was in the Warburton era and I think he was one of the players that, hmm, let's just say, didn't quite get the thumbs up from certain people with, within the, the, the setup there. But the stats actually pointed him out to be a very good player. Mm. He didn't actually go, end up going to Brentford. And he ended, ended up Leicester. He ended up Leicester, then he ended up going to Germany and then he ended up being playing for a World Cup winning side. But anyway, we move on from there. But he took about eight touches, bang, ball in the back of the net, and I was gutted. It was disappointing, that goal. Like, you know, watching it back, Jordan Pickford with, you know, like, it was like a slow-mo, wasn't it? Yeah. Just yeah, the way he, way he died it, for it. Yeah, it yeah. Deflection kind of looped. Yeah, it, it was, you know, and, and, and then again, you sort of think, you know, the, the tails are down, but the good thing about this England side and this young England side and players are coming in you know you've got players in there from Leicester and you know you've got, you're mixing and matching it with players from different sides and they're just you know giving up and they're just thinking tell you something we can do this you can see there's a, there's a real bond within the side um, there's a real vibe and they, they you know last was it 10 minutes 10 minutes 12 minutes whatever it was you know getting those two goals back it was great and, and it was really weird because the atmosphere was a little bit I mean I know that um, South got to say oh, fantastic atmosphere at Wembley but the atmosphere at the game for a lot of the game was a little bit like so-so it has to be said that the Croatians were potty for it I mean they were, they were jumping around they were, they were singing all sorts of, of stuff you know they were going absolutely berserk they were you know and the England fans were pretty mellow there was a lot of sort of bit of paper airplane throwing thing going on and a couple of guys in our end sort of trying to do the way and I think, hold on a second, you need to calm this one down. But when England scored that goal, there was this roar and then things just went up to a level that you remember this is what it's like back in the day when England had scored and also you, there's a belief in the crowd it was, it was great do, do it again, see, mate. see my, my memories of England at Wembley are from the old Wembley where it was just an occasion you know it was just brilliant coming out of my old house looking left and seeing the blimp and just realising it's England day and it's like yes let's yeah. go yeah. you know I used to live a th- stone's throw away from the ground going down and you know my dad stopping at his regular haunts for, for, for a beverage why were you throwing stones? well stones throw away oh right yeah Ha, ha, ha.
I don't throw stones. Oh, was it? Oh, is it? It's a, it's a term, is it? It, is, it, it is. It's terminology. In action. No, 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 no. no. I'm, you, you, you were living in the glass house, were you? Yeah, very true. Um, but yeah, no. Um, it was just, it was a great place to be, you know, and, and watch England. I remember watching some games there and, and going there with my, my red umbro top on. Okay, I mean, I'm going to say to you, and it was great, you know, there's a few stories about the old Wembley. We took a few stories about the old Wembley. Obviously, they had the turrets. Um, turrets? Did, yeah, the turrets. turrets. <laughs> Sorry, what? Uh, the towers. The, the twin the turrets. Twin towers. The, the, the twin towers. turrets. What is this, Upton Park? That's right. I um, I used to, um, I used to every year, I used to actually um, bunk into the cup final. Um, Wembley, the security was so bad. It was, because it, as you walked up Wembley, you know that little arch underneath just took you straight down the tunnel? Oh, it was just brilliant. I just, straight, straight, I, I, I bunked, straight through the turrets. I, bu- I bunked into it. Every year I'd do it to the stage where my mates who supported one of the teams, I'd say to them, say, I'm going to buy a ticket for my tattoo. Don't worry, just come with me. I'm going to bunk you in. And uh, I, I remember there was, one, <laughs> there was this one year, this mate of mine, she's not very happy with me. Um, I, the security had been increased somewhat where obviously we couldn't get in. And I saw a mate of mine and she was uh, she was part of the old, uh, the, the crew that was going in to, uh, to to serve inside Wembley and she's standing up there and I sort of thought oh, okay, this is my chance I went up to her and said oh, how are you doing she's standing with a bucket I go, hello how are you doing she's like oh great how are you doing so, so I started to chat to her for two or five five minutes and all of a sudden I noticed they were going to go in I said tell you something I'll take your bucket for you so she goes That'd be great. thank you very much so I took a bucket for her and of course I've got the bucket and I'm walking in as well so they're going oh come through so everyone went through including me with the bucket boom I'm inside there next minute she turns around and I was gone so see this, you later. this is why he calls them turrets he looks at it it's like, it's, it's like the great escape <laughs> and he, he's trying to burrow into Wembley the twin turrets I've <laughs> never ever heard that oh, in my life producer Paddy's outside make sure you get that for social media Billy the Bee calling the famous twin towers of Wembley the twin turrets we'll take a break as well it's 10 past 9 this is Love Sport this is Love Sport Love Sport I work for spokesmansaid.com we can help you save money on your home insurance all you need to do is visit spokesmansaid.com and find out if we can find you a better deal it's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Gray. The most intriguing title uh, for me, anyway, irrespective of of the big guns, is Millen Fullwall. Is Millwall Fullwall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you see, when you see, I tell you, it was complete. Was that a spoonerism or not? It's quite good. Remember. That I like, you made your own full team. Wall, Can you imagine that? Made Fullwall and Millen. Com- yeah. com- <laughs> combine the teams. Half yeah. of them will be hard as nails. The other yeah. one will be posh boys. Exactly. It's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Gray. Right, right, right. Join the pack weekdays from 3 p.m. on Love Sport. Love Sport, 558 a.m. You could save hundreds of pounds by shopping around on your energy bills and insurance. Find out just how much you could save by heading over to a spokesmansaid.com. Search for the cheapest deals on your energy bills and the best value for your home, car, and travel insurance. Don't take our word for it. There's hundreds of spokesmansaid customers who have saved big. Uh, Brian from Derbyshire saved 400 pounds on his energy bills. Kurt from Surrey saved over 300 pounds on his home insurance. And Tony from Northampton saved a massive 2,800 pounds on his energy 
energy bills. Don't pay the price for not shopping around. Visit aspokesmansaid.com and you could be saving money on your bills in time for Christmas. Feels like it's coming around the corner, isn't it, Christmas? I mean, I've been away for a week and I come back and there's Christmas ads on the telly. I'm not. I, I hate it. Why? December the 1st. It should be It should be a curfew on anything Christmas until December 1st. You hate Christmas in general? Or? No, that would be that would be quite hard. I don't know. I, I don't like hate, it. No, I don't hate Christmas in general. I quite like it. Depends what I get, to be honest with you. I like it for Boxing Day football. Mm. We're a Bristol City away this year. It's not bad. Mm. Is it Boxing Day football in front of the television or on the terraces? Boxing Day football at the ground, turkey sandwiches, everything. Brilliant. Yes, it's lovely. Pretty good. Except we're away to Bristol City this year, so a little bit of logistical activity needs to take place. A bit of wangling needs to happen. That's right. Um, But, you know, we were talking about England before before the break, and there's, there's there's quite a few people that have said, England and Brentford at the moment there's quite a lot in common in terms of like trying to play football the right way policy of youth um, getting the ball out wide can be a little bit hit and miss because of the, because they're young teams and they're learning so you know for you Bill you know we, we always you know we, I've been home and away with England for you for going back 20 years and we've always the, the, the analogy was always England let you down and Brentford let you down but now are you equally as excited about your club and your country it's a difficult one because the thing is that I, I very much separate the two uh, still and I think sort of quite a few England fans do as in you know my England experiences are my England experiences I really love them I really love my Brentford experiences I want Brentford to go all the way I want them to win the cups and the leagues and everything like that um, so I, yeah I do get very excited about going to the Brentford at the moment now um, England is just like I said at the World Cup it's one of those ones where even my mates and everyone they're going with we're almost enjoying the fact that we're going to these tournaments knowing we've got a chance but you're not sitting there thinking yes we're going to win we're getting really excited you're knowing that you're going there knowing we're going to play good football so it's kind of like probably what it was like with Brentford when was it two or even now but two or three seasons ago everyone goes I'm just so happy that I go to the match every week and I watch good football even if we lose that's what Brentford fans were saying and by no way because people sit down there what they're talking about how could they say England's like Brentford we're not matching the two we're not saying Brentford are England what we're doing as Brentford fans, we're trying to compare the fact that we went through a stage where we were playing pretty rubbish football, pretty awful football, um, but we loved it because that was our club. And then all of a sudden we saw ourselves playing some beautiful football and we got very excited about it and we realised that winning wasn't the all and end all. Actually, we were enjoying, you know, going to games, going 2-1 up, 2-all, you know, just watching the football. And I think it's very much the same thing with England, knowing that you can go and play a match against Croatia who are finalists but you know you might beat them go to Spain you could beat them or you might lose and, but you know that the team isn't going to let you down it's about playing to your strengths isn't it it's, 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 it's knowing that you know you can really overcomplicate things and you can try and set up yourself not to concede and you can try and park the bus against a team like Spain or Croatia where you know that they you know you, you know that there's one or two players that are really going to hurt you or you can say let's actually not worry about them so much let's just concentrate on us and what we're really good at We've we've got great pacey, attack-minded, young, raw talent that is, is capable of scaring any country in the world or any club in our division. In, in Brentford's case, and you just go, okay, within reason, let's, let's let's go for it. Let them worry about us. And I think that's that's and you know that your fans want that too. Your fans don't like this cagey passing the ball sideways, this crab midfield football that we've been watching with England for so many years. Where they just pass pass it backwards and backwards and backwards. Now we're trying to 
get it wide or just get it get a great cross in there for Harry Kane to get on the end of which he did eventually so you know that, that's where the analogy is it, it, it's this kind of attack not not having an attack minded outlook rather than a defence minded outlook I, I think if anything the must one of the frustrating things is again talking about the analogy Brentford England and again keep saying we're not saying Brentford are England or England are Brentford is the fact that as Brentford fans one thing that we have suffered from is seeing our team miss some gold guilt opportunities some great chances they've got the ball up there they've done some great chances bang oh no, oh no we should have scored that we've, we've drawn games we lost games because we haven't put the ball in the back of the net and again England were guilty of that on, uh, on, on, on Sunday against Croatia they were probably guilty, against, or guilty of it in the semi-final against Croatia as well there's an argument to say if we had scored the chances against Croatia in that semi-final we wouldn't have to worry about the second half you know Croatia just changed the game they came us in the second half and that's really quite frustrating and they did that on Saturday but the good thing about it is that they had the, the, the they had the, the they had it in them to still stick with their game have no fear and they, they got the goals back scoring goals quite late on which is something that Brentford used to do um, we've been letting in goals quite late on recently now I think we need to sort of flip that on its head yeah that's what we do you know going back to Brentford on sun, on Saturday night we've, we've got Middlesbrough at Griffin Park which we know is going to be a Rugby, isn't it? It's 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 going to be that way. It is Pulis. It's not going to be a pretty game. He won't allow us to have a pretty game of football, which is is, you know it's down to us. You know we we need to now be mature enough to be be able to you know um, play our game regardless who whoever sets themselves Mm. up in front of us. But it's difficult, mate. And you know you you being a Man United fan at the moment, there's a is a change in mindset there as well from this free flowing to this more tactical. And fans don't really enjoy it, do they? Well, no, you don't. You don't enjoy it, especially if you, you've become, you know, accustomed to watching attacking football. To going back to to, to playing boring, dull stuff, it really it drains you. You don't really enjoy it as much. Obviously, you stick by your side, but you know, it, it it's difficult. I think the only the biggest thing that Borough fans will take from it is that Pulis could get them out of the division and back into the Premier League, and you know. But it's galling when it's actually a it's a it's a tactical choice, you know. Like uh, Borough or United are capable of playing so much better football and probably not being any any more or less successful. It's it's just this like negative mindset. Mm. It's a way of I don't know. It's 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 it's, it's anti it's, it's anti football sometimes. I think, and you know, especially when you've got your manager that won't even smile. <laughs> The, the manager that loves the club shop as well. He absolutely yeah, adores course, the club shop. Um, very quickly, you went and watched uh, Manchester United yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, I watched the I watched the ladies play. Yeah, I had a, a little um, little sojourn down to uh, Bromley. I watched Crystal Palace ladies play Man United ladies in the second tier. Um, I, I published um, w- a women's football yearbook recently, so it, we were we were you know we were having a signing down there. But I was re- yeah, really really impressed by the, the setup at, at Bromley. I thought the atmosphere at Crystal Palace the Crystal Palace fans they, they they did their real hardest to make that Selhurst Park experience you know they had their ultras there with their flags and Man United were there there's about probably a hundred of their fans um, almost a thousand people in the stadium 
yeah, it was it was good. Re- really, really exciting at, um, at the second at the second level. So yeah, I, I, I recommend that set to anyone pretty much. So uh, all all good. Yeah, plenty more on the way, uh, including uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to be looking at that Sky TV deal. What does it mean for clubs in the football league and uh, for Brentford specifically? Talking about Taylor and Scudamore, and of course next we talk about Rob Ryan, who sadly uh, departed us uh, last week. Um, if you guys want to want to chuck in your tributes, uh, it's at Be Sotted on Twitter. If you have any memories of Rob, I'm sure Billy and Dave over here would, would love to hear uh, hear from you. But up next week, we're going to be hearing from both of these two gentlemen uh, on their memories of uh, of Rob Ryan. Love Sport, the Novotel London Blackfriars, the official hotel partner of Love Sport, located just minutes away from the city and London's famous South Bank. You can kick back and taste the flavours of the world at the Jamboree Bar and Grill and enjoy all the sights of London in style. The Novotel London Blackfriars. Hi, my name's Kurt Edwards. I work in advertising and live in Surrey. Last year, the family content insurance was £745. A friend of mine had recommended a spokesman said.com when it came for this year's renewal i managed to get it for 403 pound so for those 10 minutes on that website i saved over 340 pound told my family my friends you'd be absolutely mad not to give it a go the spokesman said.com fighting for you saving you money do you wear glasses think you're paying too much for your glasses yeah want to try them out before you buy then go direct to Glasses Direct and get two pairs of new glasses with lenses from just £19. And with our free home trial, you can test drive them on friends and family before you buy. It's that easy. So for your new glasses, you should go direct to glassesdirect.co.uk. New customers only, delivery 395. Conditions and exclusions apply. See website for details. You could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you saved, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk. Sometimes you don't have the answers to all of life's questions, but my dilemma can help. What's the best pub for away fans? What restaurant should I go to for a first date? Where's the best place for a city break? My Dilemma is the new app where you can ask the really important or fun questions and get the answers you need. Just post your question, present the options, and the other users will help you find the solution to your dilemma. My Dilemma, a problem shared is a problem solved. Download for free from the App Store. Love Sport. 558 AM. Yeah, um, this is Love Sport Ready with your uh, your Brentford fan show and be sotted. Um this is a really sort of tough tough story to, to deal with a tough topic to deal with but of course technical t- t- uh, Brentford FC reported the um, the sad passing of technical director Rob Rowan last uh, week um, the club paid tribute to the Scott ahead of Thursday's behind closed doors friendly against West Ham at Griffin Park there's still discussion about a potential tribute ahead of the uh, the Middlesbrough game on November 24th um, Dave Talk to me about Rob. Yeah, it's it's, it's you know it's, it's really taken us. It's a real shock. Um, you know, he's a, he, he was seen as a, a visionary. He was only twenty eight years old. He'd been with us for you know three or four years. Uh, 
Uh, he he he'd reinvented himself. He was a professional footballer himself, and he had to retire early. Um, and he, I remember him telling me he wrote he wrote a thesis about you know he's 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 he, he kind of he dissected a game, and 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 he 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 started to see. Players and and um, and phases of play in slightly in, in in different ways, and it it helped him with his future. I, I don't think he at the time realised that he he would go on to be you know to have this extra career. But you know Matt Benham, um, he 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 saw that he saw the potential in in, in Rob, and um, you know he was he was soon um, instrumental in in kind of being one of those people that's kind of revolutionised Brentford, isn't he? 100%. He's, uh, I mean, the first thing we've got to say is, and I, I mean, when I heard the news, I was absolutely gutted last week. Um, just pretty numb for, 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 for most of the week. I know, you know Rob, as a lot of people do very well, you know, obviously he works at the club um, and he's worked there for, for a few years. And uh, I used to speak to him quite regularly, probably about once a week, you know, once every couple of weeks, just talking about various things. He's the kind of person that would always give up his time um, to talk to you about certain stuff. Obviously, the B team was his baby. He was instrumental in um, the change from the B team, from the academy to, to the B team, you know, under the direction of, you know, the, the director of football who decided that we needed to do something new. But also, the thing that, you know, you, you like about him as well, or loved about him as being a Brentford fan, he would really love the club. He really loved everything about the club. He loved where they were going. And he was, uh, as we say, he was kind of, he, he was the person who sort of epitomised where Brentford wanted to go where they are where they wanted to be um, every time you talk to him about him you know everyone sort of laughs about us with the stats and this and thinks it's all really nerdy it's like it's, it's nothing to do with that it's just kind of like you know if you decide that you're going to do a particular thing and this is where it's all about he was the one that epitomised what that was all about and he would do whatever he could do to try and make our club better and the fact is the fact that all the players really liked him you know he was you know he took myself and Dave to a game to keep our reserve game when we did our um, we did our uh, we did a feature on the B team the B team which and, and, and he was absolutely one of these you know the, the club often say you know the only way we can compete is by thinking differently and he was the prime example of how our club think differently and it's not thinking differently within you know it's not coming up with you know outrageous new philosophies on football it's it's kind of just going back to people that really understand the game and it's kind of embracing their knowledge and their their enthusiasm and their love for for the game and um you know him being able to earn the trust of of, of players and being able to scout scout talent because he was he was a, you know he was obviously a cracking player himself so i think we've got you know we, we interviewed him for this for this feature on the b team and what we're gonna play you now is um is our is you know it's a few minutes of of our time with rob and it gives you kind of a real feel on on his vision for brentford and you know so yeah hit it now, I mean, you've obviously been very much involved in this whole building of the B team when the, the academy closed, and then you were one of the main people put in charge of building this B team. Could you tell us what it's all about? Um, we have a very unique games programme. We try and play against some of the best teams around the world. Um, you've probably seen that so far with Manchester United, Bayern Munich, Man City. We, it's very different. We only have two teams in the club now, rather than with academies. I think you have around ten in the academy and the first team. 
So it's just trying to sh- almost shorten that experience for a player within the football club that he's got a couple of years to get into the first team. If not, he can go elsewhere, or ideally they become a first team player at Brentford. I mean, they saw the B team form, but a lot of people don't really know the difference between the academy and the B team. What is the main difference? Probably more so the, the games programme, where it's not really as structured as it was in the academy in terms of a game every Saturday against a team within your league. We have far more flexibility. We can play against any level of opposition, whether it be a team that's stronger than us, less opponents compared to us, teams out with the country, first teams. And also we get the flexibility of creating almost scenarios so for example a Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday experience which the players need in order to become first team players uh, I would say that's probably the key The key difference is the ownership it gives us over our programme and our setup. What is the strategy behind the B team? Um, we have a three year plan for it to become established so the first year like any other sort of business is just the start up where we understand we'll come across few faults in the way. Um, we want to be competitive this year, have a good games programme. If we're competitive, we'll get those fixtures again next year, which will mean we'll be more attractive to players of a higher level than previously. And we want to promote one player to the first team by the end of the season. I think you're, you're almost putting non-negotiables in place for the club in 5, 10, 15 years. And you talk about non-negotiables. I mean, you seem to be very adamant about these non-negotiables. What exactly is a non-negotiable? It's almost something that comes up from the top level of the club where, for example, we have a minimum of two players training with the first team every week. Um, we have a, a player travelling with the first team to every away game to get that sort of experience and initiation and Dean and one of his staff will come and take a training session with the B team every week so those are little things that we we almost demand happens obviously we're fortunate enough where Dean really buys into youth development and wants to help that process so non-negotiables basically protect the club it means you don't rely on your head coach to create the pathway you have the pathway and the head coach comes in and buys into it so in effect what you're saying is that you are forcing a scenario that these B team players become part of the A team in some way yeah, I wouldn't say force. I think what we're doing is allowing them the opportunity to impress. I think there's no demand on Dean to promote the players or there's no specific places allocated to the players. They need to go and impress and prove that they can improve to everyone else that they can be in that team. What we're doing is putting a pathway in place to allow them to have that opportunity. And today's match takes place on a training ground. Some of the Brentford beating games take place at our training ground. If we've seen some matches take place at Griffin Park, um, again, is that something that you want to see encouraged more games like that so they can feel part of, they almost feel like they're 18 players more, more, more often? Yeah, we're, um, that was one of our objectives at the start was to try and have as much games at Griffin Park as possible. The difficulty is obviously you want the pitch to be in perfect condition for the first team. I think this season the pitch has been top class so we need to respect and honour that but they're the, player, they're the games sorry, that our players look forward to the most the staff look forward to it as well the whole, I spoke about it previously the whole under the lights thing I wasn't really sure if that was like a cliche but um, 
it's by speaking to the staff and speaking to the players that's that's the big games for them you speak to the players the young players have you noticed a difference in their attitude their confidence level since all these non-negotiables have been put into place I remember speaking to Chris Chris he, he came up to me and said look I'll be honest with you Rob I was like I wasn't I wasn't sure about what was going to happen here my agent wasn't sure I wasn't sure if I'd stay here but he was quite confident that it was better from that perspective we get quite a lot of good feedback from the players there's other areas where we can still be better at um, we obviously want to have more than two players so we need the players to maybe step up and show that they can be there more often um, I think the feedback's been positive, but we know that we can improve in different areas as well. Going forward, do you, do you think it's going to help recruiting the, the next the next cohort, the next the next tranche of players that we need to, to make this an ongoing success? Yeah, I think so. The feedback's been really good from other agents or even other clubs, some big clubs that have spoke to us about potentially being an exit strategy for those players. Now, potential players or high-level players will be looking at us thinking, you know what, I quite fancy going there. They're getting some debuts, they're training with the first team, they're playing against some of the biggest teams all over Europe, they're travelling over Europe. I'm quite confident that we are a more appealing I guess that knocks on to the, those that do make it into the, the 18 they can also see Brentford are a club that never stands in a player's way um, as long as we're you know as long as we're rewarded and we get we get the players value yeah absolutely I think um, for us it's our main objective is just to produce first team players um, I don't think we say first team players I don't think if we're in League 1 it'd be easier or League 2 we should always be looking to produce Premier League level players and those players will be able to play in the Championship so it's very important for us to keep trying to produce the top level player and then eventually they should break through Isn't it true to say that we are slightly victims of our own success at Brentford we're a Championship club so if you've got players coming through they find it more difficult to get into the first team whereas maybe if we were a Division 1 or a Division 2 club it may be easier for them and I'm going to cite an example of Alfie Mawson you know he couldn't get into the Brentford first team so he went straight to Wickham's team became a key player there moved up to Barnsley then he's moved up to the Premier League so that gave him his chance because he's got his, he got the play because he started off at a team which had probably less uh, risk than what we have I think that's where the loan model comes into it that's where you need to be very strategic in terms of where you place players what environment they're in how much game time they're getting that can almost be their step from the B team to let's say first team experience then into our first team um, but I think I think we can get to a point where the level is high enough in the B team that players can progress just from the B team straight into the first team 558am Love Sport Ian Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport Flashing was very in vogue in the oh. 70s. Every female friend of mine has been flashed. Mm. Every female friend. Not it was just a thing that people did. Whereas now you can take a photo of it and just send it to a thousand people if that's what you want to do. Whereas back in, although I wouldn't want to do that. I, d- I don't know, a photo. I don't even like passport photos. So taking a photo of my penis and sending it, I'd have to get the lighting right. Just look at loads, go through contact sheets, going, I don't know. Weekdays from 6.30am. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. 
Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Tuesdays are usually a drag, but Tuesday evenings on Love Sport are far from it. With the Fan Show, tomorrow from 7pm, we present the Spurs Fan Show with the latest word from the Lily Whites and rumours erupting from North London's finest. And from 9, you can hear all the news from the R's with the QPR Fan Show, keeping you in the hoop with this established West London club. And don't forget, this is your time to get your voice heard. Give us a tweet at Love Sport Radio or give us a call on 0208 70 20 558 join love sport radio tomorrow for the spurs fan show from 7 p.m and the qpr fan show from 9 p.m 558 a.m love sport Yeah, brilliant interview there with uh, with the late Robert Rowan. Um, and uh, our producer told us that there will be uh, a clip of what Dave said before we uh, we heard that uh, that clip going up on social media. Of course, you can catch up on uh, on lovesportradio.com as well and via the besotted pages. Do make sure you do that. The Nations League has hotted up while we watched an absolutely drab game between Denmark and Republic of Ireland. Nil-nil it finished. I mean, what a game we're seeing between Germany and Holland. Germany 2-0 up for large parts of this game. In fact, it has just finished. Germany 2, Holland 2. Virgil van Dijk smashing home uh, an equaliser for uh, for Holland. Uh, Quincy Promes with the other goal for the Netherlands. I'm not sure what that means in terms of the Netherlands and their qualification hopes. They're through. They're, uh, they're, they are through. They're, they're booking hotels just like I was doing uh, yesterday. You know it'd so be good to face them, actually, because, you know, they've been, been out, out of the picture, picture for a while, but uh, it'd be very, very good to watch uh, Holland back in action. Let's talk about um, you know, a story that was sort of broke. released what two two hours ago broke two hours ago, and it's talking about the EFL uh, agreeing a new television deal with Sky Sports worth five hundred and ninety five million pounds. It's a thirty five percent increase on their previous contract, but there are a whole host of Championship clubs who feel it undervalues how much the rights are worth, and they will plan to meet on uh, on t- well, tomorrow to discuss their next move again. Against the uh, the football league. Um it's, let me just break down the deal. It's 138 league games per season, a minimum of 20 games from Leagues 1 and 2, 12 playoffs, uh, all three playoff finals from Wembley, 15 Carabao Cup games, including the final and the semi finals and final of the Checker Trade Trophy. Um, what do you make of this? I mean, the Leeds chairman has come out, uh, um, he, he owns uh, 11 Sports, you know, a, a broadcaster, and he's criticised the deal saying clubs aren't getting enough money for two games which are shown on live television. Um, was there not a little asterisk that says, yeah. and, and every Leeds home and away game? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, I mean, what, what's, what are your thoughts as Brentford fans on, on this deal and, and the value of it? £595 million. Pounds. What does that mean for Brentford? Well, in, in, in normal circumstances, you know, a, a 35% increase in a previous previous what wasn't an awful deal um, from for most clubs, I, I would I wouldn't the wager, then um, it would have been seen as a success. I think the backdrop to this is, is, is one of greed. 
I think there are um, the usual suspects. There's obviously the Villas, the Derbys, the the uh, Birmingham Cities, and of course the Leeds Uniteds that are Stoke City. Stoke City are just not happy that they're not in the Premiership still they, they it's part of their struggle to come to terms with the fact that they got relegated because they weren't good enough to be in the top division and they're they're straddled and they're, they're burdened with this, um, this 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 righteous history of theirs where they think that they are just they just deserve to be at the top table and they just they can't get to grips with it um, so it's, it's interesting to, to, to see what Brentford's position is on this because we're a relatively newcomer to this level but uh, I just think that any talk of breakaway is just massively disrespectful to the heritage but of our game. By comparison I, I want to ask you how much do you reckon the, the Sky and BT package for the Premier League is worth? Three oh, years. Well, it's, it's, it's ten, five, it's ten five times. Billion, isn't it? Four point five five billion pounds. Yeah, That's excluding Amazon, and also it's not including the international. And the Amazon deal hasn't been yeah, excluding. We, we don't. We don't know what it is. Yeah. We don't know what the Amazon deal is. Yeah. Um, would you reckon Brentford's stance is going to be on this? Obviously, they're looking at the bigger clubs. I'm going to use air quotes here with bigger clubs in the Championship, and they're, they're the ones who are causing the issues. They're the ones who are complaining. We <sighs> haven't had a haven't, haven't had a direct note from that. From what but from what I've heard. The one club that has actually turned around and said no, from what I can gather, is Brentford. And I saw that on a tweet, which was a tweet from from a journalist, which said that which said Brentford had turned around and said no. They, they talked about sixteen clubs had, had met, and uh, I think a lot of them had turned up for the meeting to to investigate what was going on, and we weren't happy with it. But just coming back to this point, and and one of the points I say is that it's interesting because you ask how about the TV deal, and it's gone up 35 percent, and it's you know five hundred million or six hundred million or eight hundred million, or it, the, the figures really are relevant because the fact is it's not about the figure in itself I think what the Leeds United and the Stokes and everything like that are not happy about is the fact that uh, how this money is distributed um, and for what I can gather again and I should check back to my notes but there's an 80 uh, 20 there's an 80 12 8 split which is uh, I think uh, championship gets 80 percent of it I think the division one gets 12 percent of it and division two gets 8 percent of it as well I think they're not happy with basically money be going elsewhere from what I can gather and I think they want to see more money just going to themselves. Leeds United, in effect, would love to basically have a Leeds game where all the money from the Leeds pot, all the money from that is going to their pot. Now, interestingly as well, because what, what the Football League has done, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but what they've done is that they've got this whole new streaming thing going on with this I follow thing which is going on and from what I can gather uh, from what, what, what I've heard really recently the, the recent changes means that the money from I follow which is the streaming um, I think the clubs are going to be getting, getting all of it so whether or not it's a big pot or a small pot so I know that there's a lot of juggling going on to try and keep everybody happy um, but no these clubs basically they're not interested in the league they're not interested in football they're not investing in developing all they're interested in themselves and what, as Dave said, that they need to realise the fact is that the reason why they're there is because they haven't been good enough. Yeah, it's, it's galling. You know, the, 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 all this money that seems to be awash in the game is is going to the players and um, the, the fans as such. Uh, you know, the, we, we seem to be so far down the, the, you know, the pecking order in terms of what their priorities are. You know, in the Premiership, at least, you know, there's a £30 cap on away, away you know, tickets now. 
now. Um, there's nothing nothing like that in the in the football league at the moment. Um, it, it, it's 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 just a, they're just scrapping over 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 more money, and it, there's something wholly unsavoury about it. If I'm honest with you, and as I say, football clubs they really need to get a grip with themselves because I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they actually not run very well. They run in a very old school way. Um, what's happened is that they run in a particular way. And they think that's the way it's run. We run it this way all the time. They if you speak to them, they say there's not enough money in the game. We need twice as much or three times as much money in the game. The fact is that if you if you spend three times as much, you're not going to get a three times better player because all that does is that all the players just get played more. So you get exactly the same players just getting three times as much money. What clubs need to start doing is start to be a bit cleverer about how they spend their money. I mean, not talking about us, but we we ha- we haven't got much money, so we have to be a bit clever about how we go about it. But how can we be sitting there competing with clubs like Leeds and Aston Villa and Stoke and all these clubs who've got budgets four or five times as much as us? If we're able to be clever of how we deal with our money, they should do as well. So then we could pull the money back and put it into other areas. There seems to be nothing clever about the way that some of these clubs are approaching this problem either. It's all about, there's nothing about how, how as the EFL do we compete with the Premier League? How do we make our product so good that we can earn more money? Really, they're just saying, right, this is the money that was coming, but I want more of it. It, There's no all for oneness about this. It's literally it's literally fighting for themselves and it's it's not what the football Selfish. league is about exactly that very very quickly chaps the uh, the the final pot for the uh, the semi-finals of the nations league have been confirmed holland england switzerland and portugal will uh, compete in the semi-finals in portugal around the 5th and the 6th of june it's going to be exciting it really it's is going to be exciting. We'll, be, um, we'll be dancing in porto come on england at quarter to 10 we're going to get the opposition view next this is Love Sport. Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. The Lord's Tavners, the leading disability youth cricket charity in the UK, is all about giving young people a sporting chance. There are lots of events you can get involved in over the coming months, from the Lady Tavners Christmas lunch with Jimmy Tarbuck to the Christmas Carol concert featuring Joanna Lumley. The charity continues to raise millions and last year alone donated over 40 minibuses to schools and clubs and provided over 3,900 cricket coaching sessions. Visit lordtavners.org to find out more information and how you can get involved. If you're a road cycling enthusiast, carinsuranceforcyclists.com rewards you when you get behind the wheel of your car. Your on-road cycling experience has made you more alert and road aware than the average car driver, and that deserves special attention. Let carinsuranceforcyclists.com source you the best car insurance deal, because good on two wheels means better on four. To find out how much you could save, call 0800 819 9319 and mention Love Sport Radio, or visit carinsuranceforcyclists.com. My family and I are shake, shake, shaking off the salt. But did you know, most of the salt we eat doesn't come from the salt shaker. It's already in the foods we buy. Sauces, ready meals, cereals. It's surprising where salt pops up. That's why we use the Change for Life Food Scanner app. With a simple scan of the barcode, it shows us how much salt is in our favourite food, so we can make healthier choices. Easy. Be food smart. Download the Food Scanner app today. Hi, my name's Kurt Edwards. I work in advertising and live in Surrey. Last year, the family content insurance was £745. A friend of mine had recommended a spokesman said.com when it came for this year's renewal. I managed to get it for £403. So for those 10 minutes on that website, I saved over £340. I told my family, my friends... 
You'd be absolutely mad not to give it a go. TheSpokesmanSaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. This is Love Sport. The Opposition View on Love Sport. Time for the Opposition View. Let's head uh, up towards Middlesbrough and talk to Dave from Red Army TV. How are you, Dave? Up to the chilly north, is it, guys? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, very well, thanks, pal. Very well. Um... Dave, you know, we were talking uh, earlier on uh, about the Tony Pulis style of playing. He's got you to second in the championship. I mean, if, if he carries on and, and gets you back up to the Premier League, surely people won't be complaining about that style of play. It, it's all a myth, guys. Um, you know, I like a good game of football like anybody else. But, you know, Pulis has come in. He's working with a squad of players that I'm absolutely convinced he wouldn't choose if he had a free choice. Um, and he's got them playing, he's got them performing, he's doing, you know, he's doing as well as Karanka did in that sort of similar time period, certainly doing a lot better than Gary Monk did. Um, yeah, sometimes it's not pretty, but we're tight in defence, we're used to that. Jack Charlton back in the 70s had us exactly the same way, so it's, uh, it's, it's not full of doom and gloom watching the Borough play, I promise you. Looking at it though, you've got some some sort of proven talent in in that squad, and you know Steve Gibson is a chairman who's always backed your managers. Uh, you know, sort of every time you've come out of the Premier League. Um, you know, I look at Jordan Hugo on loan from West Ham, Britis on Belonga, Braithwaite is an international who played tonight. Stuart Downing's an experienced campaigner, so you've got the tools to to, to progress really up in towards that Premier League. Um, I mean, what do you feel Pulis would change if he had the opportunity to? He'd bring a completely different striker in. Uh, you've just rattled off the likes of Hugill, Asson, Belonga and Co. Um, I really don't believe he'd have any of them at the moment. Hugill, maybe because he's taken the guy on loan. Um, that was his only choice. But we've had an appalling run of transfer windows. The, uh, the January transfer window, the loan window closed, didn't bring anybody in on a permanent basis. Loan window, a couple of names came in. And at one point, I thought Pulis was probably getting ready to walk because everything he was coming out and saying he wanted, the club didn't go out and get. So they didn't really back him this time round um, but if he had a free choice I think he'd get a, he'd probably get a Peter Crouch big tall lanky striker yeah we've got Rudy Gestead but a different type of player I think that's what he'd want to change he's quite happy with the back line he's relatively happy with midfield it's up front where the problems are that is where our problems are we've just recently gone four games on the bounce at the Riverside without scoring one goal went and it was an own goal how can you be second at top of the table when you have runs like that Dave Billy here mate how you doing I'm all right, Billy. How are you, my man? Yeah, not bad. I'm all good, mate. Listen, this is, I don't know, the sixth or seventh or eighth time that we've played each other now. And it's always been a relatively tight affair. We won't talk about the playoff game. We forget that one. But other than that, it's been okay. a tight affair. Um, you guys always, you know, a little bit niggly, tight in the defence. But then you nick us on the break and, uh, you know, and you get the goal. You either beat us or we draw. We never get the result. Um, things have changed this time a little bit with Brentford. We've got a little bit of flair going on there. And you guys, you know... Very tight defence. Do you think this game is going to be different for you at Griffin Park? Uh, I've got a horrible feeling it is. A horrible feeling from a Middlesbrough perspective. Yeah, we, we, we always seem to have that, 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 that Indian sign over you, don't we? We always seem to, to come away with big smiles on our faces. I'm not too sure, you know. I, I've been saying all season, and people have been laughing at me, that we're overachieving. Um, because it all depends on how we start the game. If you guys go for it and you take us by the scruff of the neck, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't come away with all three points. Honestly, oh. that's my honest opinion. Because 
we're starting in some games very, very slowly. We got done by Nottingham Forest at the Riverside, and that's because they went from it from the whistle. They, they, they took us by the scruff of the neck. They were applying the pressure. They were closing down space. They were having a go and looking dangerous, and we didn't know how to, we didn't know how to react. The games when we have excelled, and it is against top clubs, is when we've gone for it. So it depends what Borough turns up to Griffin Park. If we're starting slowly and are happy to knock the ball around at the back, which I'm convinced is what's going to happen, then take it. Take Dave, the points because we're there for the taking. Dave, it's, it's Dave here. Um, uh, the picture I'm, I'm, I've got in my head at the moment of, of a Pulis and Middlesbrough combination at Griffin Park is the football equivalent of toothache. Um, <laughs> Surely, surely, you know, surely it's our turn. Come on. That's what I'm saying. I think it is. I can put my hand on my heart. I'm a Borough fan. I want three points out of this. I want us to turn you over. Do I think it's going to happen? Hang on, I'm just seeing a pig fly past the windows. I'm talking <laughs> to you, boys. No, that's not going to happen. Is it, but but we it, equally, it's, down, it's, it's for us to, as you say, if you're, if you're going to have a slow start, it's for us to have a, a great start. We need to come at you. We need to, we need to prove what a good team we are. We, we, can't, we can't let you um, boss the game. And then if, if you do that, then, you know, we, 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 we've only got ourselves to blame really yeah the one thing you can't afford to do is let us take take an early lead because there's only once in the last 30 odd games when the borough have taken the lead they've uh, they've gone on to lose the game so it, you really must take us by the scruff of the neck you've got to have a go from the off you've got to put us under pressure do that and attack like you have been doing and obviously not leak the goals at the back like you've been susceptible to um and you can take this game but Give us an opportunity to take the lead. Pulis, I can guarantee with this defence, will just shut up shop. Uh, it'll be very difficult. I know you're a flair side. You're looking more attacking these days, but um, still it's a, it's a rock-solid defence and, and very difficult to break down. So is you, it pleasurable you, to watch? No. Have you, uh, have you, sold, have you sold out? Is it going to be a full allocation of Borough? Boys and girls? It not, London, not, London normally is because we've got a very big supporters group in, in, in the capital, the Middlesbrough Supporters South, and, and they turn up en masse. Is it going to be a sellout from people coming down from the northeast? I don't think it is. Obviously, it's, uh, it's a game that can be picked up on TV, um, and that's, that is going to stop quite, quite a lot of people coming down. We've been very disappointing this season, and it's, it's really difficult one to get your head around. There we are, second in the table. We've been top for a few weeks, yet we've only sold out one away following, and that's not what the Borough normally do. And it's a bit of a protest by the fans. They don't like what's happening at the club. It's not as adventurous as it used to be. I know you said kind words about the chairman at the start when you were doing the introduction about backing his managers. The fans don't seem to be seeing that this season, and uh, it's their little message to the club that they're not happy. So you're not getting as large a following from Teesside around the country this season. Well, I mean, I think you actually have sold out, Dave, and I think all the characters are coming down. We know the, the usual faces, like, you know, um, the, 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 the Rubbles, the Middlesex, um, the, the, the Middlesbrough South crew as well, and uh, the, the Flyme to the moon crossing and everyone like they're all going to be there so we're looking forward to we always have a bit of a party actually down at Brentford as well uh, but listen forget about the party thing because you can come down and have a party as much but still three points to Brentford what do you reckon Some <laughs> prediction <laughs> 
Score prediction. Um, I'm going to go for a one-one draw, boys. We've got to come. So we've got to come back. It's a long way. It's 250 miles. Long way to travel without coming back with something. Give us a crumb. Go on. Give us a crumb. We'll settle for a draw. <laughs> All right. Okay. Nice Dave, one, Dave. Dave, we're going to have to leave you there. Thank you so much for joining us, Dave, from Red Army TV with us on Love Sport Radio, chaps. Uh, just to confirm to you that the uh, the Nations League semi-final one will be on the 5th of June. Semi-final two on the 6th of June. Third place playoff on the 9th of June, and the final also on the 9th of June. The details will be confirmed by it's UEFA on Monday the 3rd of December with the draw for the finals also taking place that day. That's right. Before we got that sorted, mate, so flights booked, hotels booked, it's going to be a party in Porto, as they say. Done, 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 done. done. Uh, England, Portugal, Switzerland and the Netherlands all involved there. Talk to us about the party on the 21st of December. 21st of December. Players going to be announced in a couple of days' time. It's all sorted. Brewery, the Fuller's Brewery in Chiswick. And this player, on the A4. this player, you do not want to miss this player. It's going to be great. It's going on to be, the corner of the A4. On the corner of the A4. Fuller's Brewery do it every year. We, we, it's very special. They don't hire out to anybody, but you know, we've got a special little tuck-in going there again. Again, and everyone knows it's a really really good laugh you could sample all sorts of beers that have naturally even been out you know what I'm saying and it's uh, basically it's an open bar for a few hours and people go there they listen to the players talk they have a laugh and we have a good bit of a Christmas knees up there you go the so, besotted Christmas uh, Christmas social bar. Christmas social Christmas shindig Christmas knees up uh, we'll call it what com. you uh, call it what you want anyone watching I'm a Celebrity uh, no. I watched it last night yeah no. I really want Harry to he's going to leave that jungle skin isn't he <laughs> I'm just waiting for the dingo dollars in the pull out Limboy Primus. Yeah. No Pamaro, someone like that. Cranchar will be there. Cranchar, you know, Benjani. Dogs, dogs being flown in next week. Yeah, that's it. Well, well, very good. Yeah, nice one, Bill. Um, chaps, how do we see it going? Brentford versus the Bora. Saturday afternoon. It's going to be 1 0. It's going to be 1 0, isn't it? We're going to do them at last. It's going to be 1 0. To who? But to the so, bees, to the mighty, mighty bees. There you go. Thank you very much, Billy and Dave, for joining me this evening. It's your Brentford fan show on Love Sport Radio, available via lovesportradio.com on demand. And of course, uh, drop, drop them a message as well at Be Sorted on Twitter. Tomorrow night from 7, we talk all things Spurs. And from 9, all things QPR. Looking ahead, some big games of the weekend, especially that massive London derby, Spurs Chelsea. This weekend, it's going to be humongous. Join us tomorrow from 7. Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.